I wanted to firstly say welcome, 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 everybody. Hello. It's so exciting to be doing a live event. I love it when we open the floodgates. Yes. yes we're live every week, but we're not usually available to such a big, big audience. It's normally um, members of One Mind Live only. Mm-hmm. So. so welcome everyone. And you're here because of our great special, Healing the Heart. Oh, the heart. It oh, is the, heart. the most powerful um, organ, uh, but it also has amazing abilities to deliver information, did you know? The HeartMath Institute, heartmath.org, if you want to check it out, has done amazing, vast studies on the power of the heart, the electromagnetic field. And I have mentioned this in some of our meditations in the past, that it can extend six feet, 12 feet or more. And, and if you're emitting information in this heart, it's like a big donut around you, mm-hmm. you can imagine how the force field is amplified when we're all together in a crowd. Yep. Which is why people love going to festivals and, you know. And, and that's why we like people meditating at the same time. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, and, and we have all kinds of blocks in the heart. All of us experience loss or depression mm-hmm. or grief or anxiety or a broken heart. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, broken heart. Um, you're, you're hearing Naomi Carling speaking right now. I'm oh, sorry. Um, yes, that's okay. And um, um, and for those who don't know, I'm Stephen Fernley, and um, and we also have Naomi Jansen in the studio. Yes, hello everyone. So yes, the broken heart. That's that's definitely one. Look, I'm experiencing at the moment a friend of mine just died, and um, uh, there was a time when I could not allow myself just to sit with this feeling. Um, but my heart is very activated at the moment. I can feel it in my chest, but um, I'm not overwhelmed by it. I'm not being knocked out by it, mm. and um, and it feels okay. It's um, it's actually quite an expansive feeling and uh, quite beautiful. So um, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it is. It really but is. But you're at the point of allowing allowing that to happen. There was, I, I assure you, there was a time where I would have just, you know, battened down the hatches and not let anything go on there. So um, feeling quite okay about it. And that's when these things get buried in the body. That's right. Instead of just observing and allowing and processing through allowing your body in its own wisdom and your heart in its own wisdom to just sort of go through the process it needs to go, whether it's grieving or healing, but often various things cause us to get stuck and the healing can't happen for whatever reason. And that's where people get sort of... When we resist. Hmm stuff it down mm. but there seems to be and I'm, I'm noticing it in in my circle of friends who aren't necessarily spiritually inclined um, being more okay with their emotions and being more okay with having depression or having anxiety um, certainly you know not enjoying it but accepting and expressing yeah, that's I'm, where I'm at. And I, I and I also notice a lot more men are able to go there these days. You know, it's yeah. like you know, in the past, what what heart? What what are you talking about? <laughs> that's girly stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's girly stuff. <laughs> we don't need the heart. We just need the brain. That's right. <laughs> the brain's the most powerful organ in the body. There you go. <laughs> 
But our but our our heart has its own brain, doesn't it? It has. It does. It, actually, the thymus is in the upper heart, ah. and that's. Uh, I was just reading about this the other day. My goodness, I can't really remember, but. The thymus allows you to interpret emotion and to express emotion okay. and to yes. connect with others yeah. Yeah. on that higher unity conscious level. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot not known about it. Um, so this, you know, obviously still doing research on this, but it's very interesting that that's connected to the heart and the health of the heart. Mm. And when they say they have, you know, their heart feels blocked or they have a wall around their heart or something, it's maybe a, f- a fear that you can't step through and, and live through and process what you're going through. Mm. And that maybe it's about just being present for that process and then the connection that that gives you with your own heart and with other people at the mm. same time. Mm. Well, that's it, because we all have a heart and we've all been hurt. Yeah, and um, and our response to that is to um, block it all off, isn't it? To block off that pain. You don't want to have... It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, so... And what might happen. Yeah, and what might there, happen. There's those yeah. fears that rise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the new consciousness seems to be about being aware that you're going that feelings are not you don't judge yourself for your for having feelings, mm. just just be present or be aware of them, feel them, allow them, and just trust your body and the wisdom of your heart to complete its journey in its own time. I think it becomes an issue maybe if it goes on, it feels like it's going on, you know, years and years and years or months and months and months, whatever that you start to kind of think, is this healthy? To, you know, is there something like, because sometimes we do get stuck. Sometimes that process gets interrupted. Mm-hmm. And what kinds of what Trauma. kinds of things that can we do to, to help heal if it's... Well, I like to think of feelings as energy in motion, uh, emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, the acceptance of having an emotion actually facilitates its movement. Mm-hmm. Sorry, did you say emotion equals e-motion, energy <laughs> in motion? Okay. There was a movie called that, actually, about oh. that very thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Not did... too long ago, a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, in fact, in the movie, they talked about um, EFT, because that is one of the tools, obviously, that I go to mm-hmm. for to, to sort of to help that process of healing your heart. If, if, if it hasn't happened naturally, then you can use EFT to kind of reach back into the process and help it along and help help sort of. That's right, and uh, for those who don't know, uh, Naomi Jansen will be going into an EFT session today and which will be followed by Naomi Carling delivering a channeled meditation. Mm-hmm. So um, just for those who are not sure, you've got a lot ahead of you. It's going to be quite a packed session, this one. But tapping's not the only, obviously there's lots and lots of different, I mean meditation we've talked about, but also you can kind of, you know, there's lots of places you can get help. Hmm. And um, I know that um, often in our meditations, because if you haven't experienced One Mind Life before, we don't plan our meditations in advance, they just kind of happen, and sometimes quite surprising help can come to us from within. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, yeah, through through visualization and through a guided journey, and certainly through the music. 
Thank you. Yes, um, I do the music. Uh, the music <laughs> is is um, made specifically for One Mind Live and um, and also resonating at 432 hertz. But uh, if you want to know more about that, you can go to our blogs and uh, you'll see some information there about mm. that. Yeah, Stephen, you've written a great big this, juicy blog post about that. Mm. This particular piece is also resonating with the heart. Mm. It's insane. Yes, it is. Yeah. So Stephen creates music, uh, dare I say, channels music <clears throat> in a way that actually opens energy centers and with the guidance <clears throat> as well, excuse me, um, it really creates a bond or a relationship with those energy centers and with the greater part of you that is rarely accessed in every day mm. allowing a shift and allowing a multi-dimensional shift because you're in those altered states accessing the theta state being very relaxed and without having the analytical mind um interfering <laughs> not always interfering but sometimes it takes you into absolutely and the theta state is um there's so much more evidence coming out now that the theta brainwave state is the is a place of maximum creativity as well as maximum healing potential and maximum inspiration yeah and maximum connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading about the alpha state too, and how the alpha state is um, is also it's valuable. Well, the alpha state is when you're experiencing extreme forgiveness and mm. gratitude. That's that's when you spike into that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just read an interesting. Maybe I'll do. I'll, I'll put a link up. Uh, about that because it was really really mm, fascinating because yeah. I didn't know a lot about the alpha state because in tapping we access the theta state as well mm -hmm. but um, that was really interesting so if you are experiencing any any of those uh, blockages that can happen in the heart whether consciously or unconsciously we have created a, uh, a broadcast today that has the strong intention of helping to release some of that uh, perhaps blocked energy or just take you beyond the, the limitations of where you've perhaps been taking you into deeper love and really it's just infinite what's in the heart mm -hmm. infinite which is is an amazing concept <clears throat> looking up into the stars and seeing an infinite galaxy or an infinite universe it's, it's kind of trippy your heart's the same you can really go and go and go well it's like right it sounds like um you're you're seeing the heart as like a a, a, a portal into its own dimension exactly okay exactly and and which i believe has been touched only just a little bit yeah by humans mm. i mean those who have been through hardships i believe are sometimes the ones that have gone the deepest mm. in terms of forgiveness having to forgive or being cracked open because of something you know, really traumatic or harm being done to them or mm. yeah I've, I've often said that we only learn and grow it seems from the the hard stuff because I mean I'm not putting down the good times when we're feeling fabulous mm. but we don't tend to kind of get our big lessons from those times those mm. times in our lives 
it seems to be at the point of a particular hardship. When you say to yourself, there's nothing good of this, coming of this, this is the, the worst thing I've ever lived through, chances are that you're going to look back and say, at some point, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. That's been the case yeah, for me. definitely been mm. the case for me too. Mm -mm. I agree too. So heart yeah. healing then, maybe it's about healing your relationship with your heart because can our hearts really be broken or do we just believe they have been? No, I've certainly had the experience where it feels like it's expanding and it's and, and, and breaking open, but it's actually me that needs to break open and, you know, go into that bigger space. So, no, I don't know if my heart has been broken. Um, I do know that people with huge hardship can die of heart attacks because mm. literally their heart has been broken. Well, but what does that mean? Let's look at what it means when we say, when someone says, because this is a... In, this is a concept that people obviously resonate mm. with or we wouldn't have this term. It's very strong in the collective consciousness. Yeah, so to say <laughs> I have a broken heart and I felt that way um, mm -hmm. in my late 20s, mm. you know, the typical, you know, the, the, the massive, um, incredible sort of love affair just falling, going pear-shaped. I love that mm -hmm. Australian expression. <laughs> <laughs> and I really felt like my, I, I thought this is, this is the heartbreaking. This is, my heart is broken. Yeah. This is the experience everybody talks about. It felt like it was broken. It was a big mm. gaping hole. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was, <clears throat> it just felt like, wh wh why does that term broken, your heart broken, why do we resonate with that term? Because we all come to realize that your heart can't actually be broken. Well, you get this sensation in your chest. It's this hole you get in your chest. Yeah. Or, you... or pain. Or pain. Yeah. Or it was very pain. physical for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just, it felt like incomplete surgery. Just mm. kind of like mm -hmm. open you up, take things out, not sew you back up again. Yeah, and when it's that intense, you, it feels like that feeling will never go away. Mm. If that Maybe that's why the term is broken, because it means in terms of not unwell. We don't say mm. my heart is unwell. We say my heart is broken, which is, mm. is like saying something has shifted mm. and, I, and I don't think I'll ever get it back. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, maybe mm. that's, that's kind of... Um, why we say healing now heal the heart mm. instead of broken because we know we now we understand that, that the heart can't be broken yes it's it is kind of a a new a new level of of awareness or acceptance that the heart has is unbreakable it's it's yeah. part of it's part of your spirit or it's part of yeah. that infinite uh, beyond time and space kind of thing but i, I really would like to tap tap into um, the subject of vulnerability because I feel like that's that's kind of bordering on on that breaking the heart open um, for me vulnerability is about revealing those parts that are delicate mm -hmm. that can be trampled on and uh, perhaps that show me as a child or show me as less than what my persona or my image I want other people to to see but of course when I jump into vulnerability it's almost the strongest place I could ever be it's a very strong place to be and I'm thinking of a particular event on the weekend with my partner having a conversation where I just burst into tears and uh, it just felt so good 
yeah. let it out. Yeah. And then for him to step forward and and hold me and everything was fine. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, what does vulnerability mean for you guys? Who's going to take it first? <laughs> you can go first. <laughs> um, I didn't really understand vulnerability until I was probably in my early 30s um, when I started doing a lot of uh, rebirthing, rebirthing breath work. Kriya Yoga and um, intentionally activating myself and bringing up a whole bunch of stuff and um, and it was being able to allow my fragility to come forward and um, and especially I mean this was all based on wanting to have a better relationship with somebody mm-hmm. and I got that person and um, I'm still with that person and um, some of the most profound moments in our relationship has been where I've been able to crumble safely with that other person. And it's a strong place to be. I know it sounds like a complete opposite. A paradox. It seems like a paradox, but from that vulnerability comes an incredible amount of strength. And, um, and allowing that emotion to pass through you, you're not going to be crushed. It feels like you're going to be crushed, but it isn't. Well, that's the fence, isn't it? That you yes. kind of just have to, or the gate, you just have to walk through and you realize, oh, it's, it's not what I thought it was. Yes, and, and you know, it plays out all the time in my life where I'm able to just flow with it. For example, um, I was working with some students yesterday and this student came to me and said the most awful things have happened to me this week. You know, she, uh, she had two deaths in the family, she got robbed, her car got hit, and she was just falling to pieces. And I was able to sit in that space and you know my my eyes welled up because i was really feeling her i was really feeling that space that where she was coming from and you know i was able to go there with her because i know that i can be vulnerable and safe at the same time so mm. you know it's made me so much more receptive so much more empathetic all of those things. I can't help but think that you're exceptional. <laughs> because, <laughs> for many reasons, but in particular because as a male, vulnerability is is even a bigger leap, mm. I think, or, or is or more foreign. What, mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say about that? Well, I think that... Uh... I think I learned a lot of that from my dad. My dad was able to be vulnerable, and yet he was a strong, fabulous man. So, but would I, you say that that? Yes, that is I would. A I would say that. Yes. Phenomenon. Yeah, I would say that. I think. Uh, I think uh, most men that I've met, met, they feel that they would be completely annihilated if they allowed vulnerability to, you know, express itself into their system. So. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, but anyway, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You're exceptional in many ways, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, I, what, what popped into my mind right away was that um, when, uh, so often when I'm working with somebody and they burst into tears, they start apologizing, mm. male and female kind of amazes me how oh. often people apologize for crying. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of going, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm crying. And I'm thinking, 
we are so, what is it in our conditioning that makes us feel like we have to apologize for being vulnerable, especially in a setting when it's about um, letting your hair down and, and really um, you're coming for for clearing and healing. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's I think of two things when I think of vulnerability. There's there's the the willingness to be open about your pain, and then there's also the willingness to be open about your need mm. for someone else. Mm. Because those are two, I think they mm. they both come under the head. I mean, you've you've talked about you know the examples you've in given in relation to someone else. In relation to someone else, and where I think it comes into play in terms of a larger spiritual context is that. Um, in both cases, that that fear of vulnerability is a fear that we won't get from another person what we need. Mm. Okay. We won't get yep. the comfort or the understanding mm. that we need. We won't get the sensitivity that we need, mm -hmm. and um, and that's all part of our belief that we don't have it all already. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, so I think that, um, and yet, you need vulnerability to be co to completely to really truly connect, to have to intimacy, merge. to merge, to have intimacy with another person. And yet, you don't want the kind that's kind of dependent uh, in, in an ego dependency, lowercase l love kind of way, which is that I love you as long as you keep giving me what I need. But if we're going for sort of what the Course in Miracles talks about a holy relationship, mm -hmm. um, the idea is that you are you have two people who are 100% aware that they already are made of, you're made of love. You don't need other people to understand you or to, to give you anything. Mm. Um, that's, a, that's an illusion. But in this world, you feel like you do. Mm. And so we're not... And, and there's, something, there's something beautiful in merging. There really in intimacy. There really is, and is, and and ultimately, but you can't necessarily get by yourself. Well, that's true because that I think it it's it becomes sort of a um, a microcosm of that oneness that we all are one, and we experience that merging with another person, mm -hmm. and that's why it feels so good um, on on two levels: on the egoic, I need someone else to to not to be okay level, but also on the higher, this is reminding me that we're all one level. Mm -hmm. So I think that. You know, anyone who's not an enlightened master, mm. I don't think I know any enlightened masters, but I think we all have seconds in our day where we are. Mm -mm. <laughs> but I think that um, the best you can try to do is try to keep reminding yourself that the need and the vulnerability in terms of that I can be hurt way is an illusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, so you're kind of you're kind of living out your your life and your relationship on two levels. So you never really buy into. I, I just think it's important to always be the witness. So if you find yourself being really hurt, mm -hmm. or being really needy, that you just can say to yourself, "I'm feeling really hurt right now. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really needy right now." I think instantly when you when you're conscious that way, you're stepping out of reaction. Because reaction is, you've hurt me, and you're not giving me what I need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as long as you just say, I'm feeling hurt, and I'm feeling needy, there's, there's an observing sense of eternal self behind that statement that I think is the goal. Mm -hmm. And if you can share that, that's vulnerability. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. And to say, I'm not blaming you for this, but this is how I'm feeling and I'm owning it. Because then that gives the other person a chance to step up outside of their reactivity or taking it mm -hmm. in a defensive way mm -hmm. and say, um, that's what Eckhart Tolle talks about kindness is. Kindness is just be kind to each other. Mm -hmm. Understand that other people have needs and respond to them. We're not supposed to be just sort of cut off. Enlightenment isn't about walking around being totally cut off from everybody else. I don't need anything and you shouldn't and we're all going to be little paragons of, you know, mastery. Mm. So coming back to vulnerability, what mm. does it mean to you? Well, it's, it's, um, for me, it's, it's the willingness to be it's, it's having enough belief in the fact that my heart cannot be hurt, that mm. it's an illusion if it ever is. So that I'm willing to, that, that gives you the, the background bravery and strength to truly connect with another person. Otherwise, every little ding and scratch and heartbreak that you experience will just make you wall off your heart. We've all, all had that experience of just walling yourself off. So you're talking about the background belief to enable vulnerability. Yes, I think I so think when you do actually for me personally, have the, you are enabled. It enables me to be vulnerable, vulnerable to, to to ask for what I need, and to um, experience that that trusting close connection where there's there's like a little bit of um, it's a little bit scary sometimes to to be aware that you need something from somebody. And it allows you to just sort of um, put yourself in that position and, and enjoy that interplay. Because I think vulnerability is, it's about, it's about playing in form, as opposed to, um, it's the difference between the kind of fear that comes from being chased by a crocodile and stage fright. You know, one of them is <laughs> yeah. positive and gets gives you a better experience, yeah, yeah, and the too. other one is no fun at all. Yeah. So I think, you know, in, in that term, that, that kind of vulnerability and interplay is, is what's wonderful about being human. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, because we, we've just jumped on the mic and gone, let's talk about vulnerability. And, um, and I realize this is a massive subject, and I've actually got so much to talk about this. Um, I think because uh, for me as a male, um, I think that a lot more men really need to, you know, discover that bigger part of themselves. And the only way they can do that is by allowing themselves to be vulnerable. But I, mean, I must admit I've met equally as the same amount of women that are also got their walls up and can't allow themselves to be vulnerable. Um, and for very good reasons, you know, we, we, we put up the wall for very good reasons to protect ourselves, to protect that beautiful little bird, that sweet bird inside of us that we want to keep singing. But we put a big wall, a big wall around it so nothing will hurt it. Well, that wall is it's kind funny of expression have... of self-love. Mm. It's funny that we have focused a lot on the blocks to vulnerability, but mm -hmm. the actual act of vulnerability is amazing. It's cracking through that. It is. It's so... It's that freedom. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And it's such a gift yeah. to someone who's witnessing it because you feel like you can just jump into their world. and. Yeah. So, so it's exposing. So the actual 
act of vulnerability is what? Like in practical terms, crying in some in front of somebody? Yeah. I, mean, I think it's it's more of a, a sharing. Yeah, sharing. So it could be mm. sharing that you're angry. Right, and not being afraid. That's being vulnerable. Trusting yeah, someone absolutely. not to judge you for for what you're feeling. Yeah, it's about it's sort of like saying, look, you know, opening yourself up and saying, look, here are all the bits that here are all the areas that you I know, can it's that, ugly. that you yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. ugly, it's messy, but here are all the bits that you can attack me on if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can tear me to shreds. Mm-hmm. Go on, have a go. Yeah, it's like I, I'm if willing to be imperfect around you. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to be imperfect. Which is the truth, because none of us are perfect. I mean, on the surface, our little human shells aren't perfect. No. And so it's it's be it's, in fact, the more you believe in this in this human experience as being all that you're made of, the I think probably the least likely you're going to be able to be vulnerable with somebody, mm-hmm. because nobody, then that's you have to pretend to be perfect. It's more important because you don't have a sense of your your innate perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's our time. <laughs> Have we gone over time? No, yeah. Well, we're going just. We, maybe we need to start these pre sessions earlier. I think we need to start earlier. <laughs> we might have I'd to. I'd love ex- to hear what others it. have to say about vulnerability and if it's something that you value or you aspire to share. Uh, who you really are, even your ugly parts or those parts of yourself <laughs> that can be judged. Um, because it, it feels like it's a new. It's a new courage. It is a new courage, and it's and it's also a very strengthening position to be in mm. because um, if you if you can allow yourself to be vulnerable, then um, uh, you are so much stronger, and you can walk around without Your the armor. You don't yes. need you don't need the armor. If you believe your heart is com- is made of love and completely strong, then there's no need for a wall because no wall is as strong as your heart. I think on that note. <laughs> yes, let's pass. Let's go. Let's go into some tapping. Okay. Okay. See you there. <laughs>